Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 106 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you along with Derek Scott. Uh, optional for the Oilers today. Off day in the series, Edmonton in L.A., a uh, little bit of frustration from fans in oil country. Uh, should be a little after watching the Oilers uh, squander a couple two-goal leads. Reminder, it's a best of seven, not a best of one. The second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, you can keep texting us. I got a bunch of texts I will get to at about 1.22 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. River Cree Resort and Casino open 24-7-365. Our Headliner today is a former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He spent the last eight seasons in the Anaheim Ducks organization. Uh, Dallas Aikens, our Oilers now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. I saw Trent Wilhawk in his uh, bride last night at the game. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show, Dallas Aikens. Hi, Dallas. How you doing? Excellent stuff. How are you? Uh, good. Eight seasons with Anaheim. I know I saw your uh, your post on uh, Twitter about your time there. Um, contract was not renewed. You spent the last four seasons as head coach. Gone through a, a general manager change a year and a half ago. Uh, just the, the thoughts on uh, on your journey and the opportunity that uh, uh, you know you were given with the Ducks organization. Well, just hey, for, forever grateful. Uh, eight years is a pretty good run with an organization. Uh, I've made just countless uh, friendships, uh, ones that'll last through the the end of my uh, life. So, just super grateful. Um, it was probably a uh, uh, time, and uh, we'll we'll look on to the, the the next opportunity. You spoke when we had you on the show about three and a half weeks ago about you know just the the opportunity for growth and. Uh, the best people, Dallas, in every walk of life strive to continuously improve. But you are, a, a, you think you're a different guy now than maybe you were when you first came to Edmonton in your first NHL head coaching stint? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it seems like a lifetime ago, uh, to be honest with you. And 
the you know uh, and I I don't want to go back all through sure. that, but it was uh, I, I certainly wasn't myself uh, when I was there I, I, I thought the the team needed a, a a certain kind of personality and it wasn't quite fully authentic uh, of me and so you you learn these things uh, along the way and but uh, you know going through San Diego coming through Anaheim and you know being able to help develop guys like Theodore and Montour and Peterson and Troy Terry and and you know start the the, the progress with uh, Zegras and even coach Gibson in San Diego like it's it's amazing how you just continually learn and I think that the well, I think that's probably the biggest thing in life. I, I don't care what job you're doing or if you're a, a husband or a, a, a father. You, you continually want to be getting better at whatever you do. Well, I can tell you in the Stauffer household, I learn more from my kids than my kids learn from me. Like that's... Uh, well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. All right. Uh, I have a feeling that... Uh, all right, tell me the truth. How many people have reached out to you and said... You know, Dallas, what you should do is you should do some TV. Yeah, have you heard that at all? Yeah, I've gotten that one uh, numerous times here. Uh, I, I've gotten a lot of uh, uh, that's a really uh, popular one. And then the other one is to maybe try to dip my toe in on the, the, the management side as well. So coaching's in my blood, obviously. I, I love the interaction with the players, um, but I, I am certainly excited to kind of look around and see what's out there, and uh, the, the TV thing is certainly something that's on my radar. All right. Uh, now I'm going to get you to put your analyst hat on, all right? You coached this se- last several seasons against uh, against both Los Angeles and Edmonton. Obviously, you got to, you know, the Kings are a huge hockey presence in that Southern California market. Todd McClellan is an experienced head coach, 15 years as an NHL head coach. He's had some pretty successful uh, seasons along the way. What makes LA a challenge uh, to play against and to prep against as a coach? Well, I'll tell you this, and it was on full display last night. I watched the whole game. I was actually cursing the game because I wanted to go to bed, but then I couldn't. So, like, they they are just unbelievable at checking. And they've spent a lot of time there. Todd's done just one hell of a job, and, and it takes a lot of time to really get everybody on your team infected with that mindset that you are going to check no matter who you are. And they are pests. And even when they're up, they could be uh, up three goals or they could be down three goals. And they are going to check and they're going to check and and they're going to check. And and it's not only individually, they're very well layered. And I don't care how good you are, you are going to have to meet them uh, in the alley uh, with that same kind of passion for your offense. And these puck battles uh, are, are going to be massive uh, in this series. Yeah. Um, he, he, he did not play the 1-3-1 in Edmonton, okay? He, but he's, he's incorporated the 1-3-1 uh, with Los Angeles. I, I'm not a fan myself of seeing forwards wiggle their ass through the neutral zone. I've never liked that type of hockey. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised you, Dallas. I'm a little bit of an assertive personality. And I want to see my team play assertive, but I was also spoiled because when I watched the Alberta Golden Bears 
we kind of had the best players in the conference most years, right? So we could get up and after them. What makes that 1-3-1 in the neutral zone so difficult to uh, penetrate? Well, it's they, they've got all the lanes covered, right? Like if a team's trapping, you can usually expose the, the, the weak side of the ice. Um, and so they've got all three lanes coming there, coming through, and they're really ag- as much as they're sitting back, they are aggressive at protecting that red line, and they will jump at you. And they've got the next closest guy layered underneath, and it's just inviting you to turn the puck over. And that's obviously a, a killer in our league. The second thing it does is that it really just absolutely deters any kind of controlled entry and a controlled entry is where you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck offensively and so what do you got to do now you got to lay the puck in behind it and they've got that d-man sitting back there at the tops of the circle usually sometimes even to the hash mark and he's going to retrieve the puck before you can get on the floor check so you do have to be uh, mechanical you've got to have a plan for it there are a few different ways you can go about trying to uh uh, trying to beat it, um, uh, I saw a couple of times last night in the game. I think there was one late in the thir- or in the first period, maybe with about like three and a half minutes left, where um, Edmonton would, uh, did a pretty good job getting in behind it. But it is a pain in the butt, and, and I agree with you. It brings the game to a screeching halt. Yeah. Uh, but it is highly effective uh, if you can execute it like the the Kings do. Yeah, and now another thing that they have, they're they off the top of my head, they are the third best faceoff team in the NHL. Now, obviously, Kopitar is a horse in the middle. He's an experienced guy, but Deneau's ability because of his quickness and his competitiveness. He can play against other teams' top two-line centers, and he, too, is like a 54% guy in the circle. They have a lot of puck possession off of draws, don't they? Oh, yeah, and both those guys are, you know, excellent uh, uh, on face-offs. I think uh, uh, last night Kopitar was, like, really good. Uh, actually, I thought uh, I'd have to go look it up, but I thought uh, Deneau might have had a little bit of an off night. Um but it's amazing when when the, that, that's been just one great signing by them in Deneau. And I remember when it happened, a lot of people were like, whoa, that seems like a lot of money and and this and that. And he's just turned into a, a, a really good acquisition for them. And you're right. You can play him against anybody in the league. It's not like you're sending him out, okay, we got to make sure we get him against the second line or the third line. He can go out and play against the other team's number one and be really, really effective. And like you said, you you win the draw, you get the puck. It's not like he's chasing it a lot because uh, he's providing that puck to his teammates off of these face-offs. We're joined by Dallas Akins, most recently the head coach. The Anaheim Ducks was with their organization for eight years, two seasons in Edmonton as head coach. They go and they make a trade. They get Corpusell, significant upgrade. Dallas, they're 26 in the league in save percentage, even with Corpusell going 921 down the stretch. Uh, and the expected goal share with Gavrikov and Roy uh, in the final, whatever it was, 19 games of the year, those two guys played together, was at 69%. It really solidified a second pairing for them, didn't it? Oh, yeah. And, you know, you, you see on, what was it, the 2-1 goal last night on uh, that, that Kempe scores, right? He come in, he cuts, he, he flings it on his backhand. I, I think... Uh, uh, the Edmonton goalie had like a flash screen there, but but what started it? Uh, it was 
Fabrikov breaking up a, uh, a two-on-one uh, with two really dangerous players, right? And it's, he breaks it up. It goes the other way. If uh, Edmonton executes that, that game is probably over. And, but he's able to break it up, get it going the other way. And it's, it's no different than what Edmonton's done. You know, uh, adding the big man there from, uh, from, from Nashville has really helped their team. And those, uh, those defensemen, like uh, those two, are, you know, they, they are just money uh, in, in the playoffs. Well, Dallas, you're too polite to say it, but I'll say it. You had one top four defenseman by the end of the year with Fowler. Like the other guys you had, all due respect to those players, those guys were all third-pairing D, and the Oilers added what ultimately, you know, uh, Ekholm and Bouchard were a 62% expected goal share, and Ekholm went plus 28 in 21 games in Edmonton because Edmonton can score goals. And that's where I'm going to focus next. You, you, you sort of alluded to the fact you thought the Oilers now have a team built by Ken Holland that can play anyway? No, absolutely. It it went a little sideways on him last night, but in a playoff series, every hit is an investment. The Oilers banged L.A. in the first period. Uh, you don't want to run out of position or skate out of position against this team, but there still needs to be a physical impetus from the Oilers, doesn't there? Yeah, well, didn't they have? Didn't I see they had 50 hits last night? Yeah, it was like 50 to 49. It was like 22 to 11 in the, the first period, I think. Like, and I and I think that kind of general, like I think that will settle down a little bit. Right. Hey, these guys are revved up. They're excited. They're full of testosterone. Like they, they're going to get after it in the first game for sure. And then I do think it will settle a little bit. But the the Oilers now, they're they're just not a one line team and not very physical and easy to play against like the, these guys mean business they're they're big um they, they've got a, a a great amount of uh sandpaper they've got speed they've got skill they've got the best power play that's uh, uh ever been recorded in the uh the nhl so there, there's a lot of uh pluses there uh, for the team now the, the problem they have obviously is they're playing a team that will just never ever go away and they're going to check, and they're going to check. And their power play is no slouch either. It is a very mechanical one, and it's one that is very, very dangerous too. And so both teams' ability to, to stay with that penalty box is, is going to be critical. Uh, you played Edmonton twice down the stretch. You guys were in a, an obvious track uh, for, for, I mean, let's face it, you were. You had some injuries. You had some guys. What would you say to your players before the two games against Edmonton? Uh, well, don't take any penalties. And uh, as close, uh, we were calling that Velcro, as much as we could Velcro ourselves to McDavid and Dreisaitl, uh, we wanted to do that. But when you're uh, when you have a team like this, and hey, it's we, it was critical that the, the the team get a high pick. Yeah. We we knew that we're in a rebuild, so it it wasn't so much about the wins. It, it was about certain habits that we wanted to have in our game it was uh, how we wanted to support each other it, it was more that conversation we we weren't grading success off of did we win the game we were grading success off uh, a few other different metrics where we, we could at least celebrate some small wins you had leon dry when he was a rookie in 14 15 he played 37 games that year ironically and it was after uh you know the orders had made the change but 
his last game against Calgary in Calgary, I thought he was the best order on the ice, and then they sent him, uh, you know, to Kelowna, the the Western League, after the, they orchestrated that deal of PA. Are you surprised after watching Leon in that rookie year where he's been able to get? I mean, he's one of the five best players on the planet, Dallas. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, like, dude, like, I'll tell you what, like, uh, Matt Key back then, he, he did a ton of homework on that kid. And uh, I, I had built a relationship with uh, the team in Mannheim in Germany, and I was able to uh, use some of my contacts to get background on him. And you knew, we knew he was going to be a, a really good player. Um, but to watch this young man, like, spread his wings and become a real leader and just, like, a dominant dominant player in the, the the league has been so much fun and um even to this day i still flip him a, a a text message every once in a while just to congratulate him or uh just tell him that i'm still watching and cheering for him i'm i'm super proud of that kid and it's amazing to watch these guys develop right like you, you look at that game last night and i don't know the young man other than i talked to him at the uh the Marriott there uh, across the street from uh, the Bakersfield arena that uh, the young Bouchard kid. Yeah. And on his goal last night, I, when I was sitting there watching, I'm like, okay, hey, like there is development right there. And if that would have been a year ago and Connor McDavid was rolling up on that half wall, he would have passed the puck to him for sure. He would have just deferred right to McDavid, give it yeah. to him, give it to him, give it to him. But instead he rolled down he kind of, hey, I've got a better play here than give it to McDavid. And he pumps it in the net. And, like, those are the little things, right? It's like, you know, the, the maturity of the player, the player growing, the player having confidence to, to do it himself. So, Leon, obviously, super proud to watch that kid and uh, go through it. But uh, I, I am uh, uh, quite amazed at how these other kids in the Edmonton uh, uh, organization are coming along. And that Bouchard is certainly one of them. Final one for you, Dallas, in your NHL playing career, and you, you know, you you found a way to to, you know, to to get you know 100 plus games in the National Hockey League, the hard way. You know, you, you fought lots of guys. Who was the best player you ever played against? Against? Yep. Oh man. Uh, you know, it, it it would have to be like like. Uh, a Gretzky or a Messier, like what one of those two, okay. and they were far different. Uh, beasts, you, you know where uh, I'm going. In, in you know where life. I'm going here. Just a, a final thought on '97, and just I think he's the most advanced player Dallas that's ever played. Yeah, he is incredible, and I love how he just put it in his head last year that hey, I'm gonna. Everybody just thinks I'm fast. Yeah, well, watch me shoot the puck now, and. So th this kid is like just driven. He, he you know, I've, uh, I know people read up and uh, maybe watch a lot of stuff on uh, on Kobe Bryant and his mindset, and that's what to me, it, it's everyone goes on all the time. Well, you know, McDavid's speed and McDavid's skill and this and that, and and I always disagree with it. I'm like, yeah, that stuff's great. What separates him from everybody and what makes those skills so great is that kid's mindset. And it is impressive. Like, he, he is so much uh, fun to watch. Um, not so much fun to watch when you're on the other team and you see him coming over the board. So, um, he, he is really, really special. Dallas, we appreciate this time. Uh, maybe, if possible, we might get you on a little bit later on in the playoffs. 
love having you on. And hey, I saw Tyler Dello's name mentioned by Rob Rossi of the Athletic out of Pittsburgh as a potential candidate for GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I will tell you, there are organizations that really admire what the New Jersey Devils have done. Lindy, I voted for Lindy Ruff. He was one of my finalists for Coach of the Year this year. But that organization does some stuff on a multitude of fronts that's cutting edge. They, they, they've got some good things going in New Jersey, don't they? Well, they do. And I got a couple of things for you before I uh, let you go. Number one, Tyler Dello, not anybody even close in this league. Uh, he, he is the, the leader in the analytics. And it's just not these numbers spitting out the game. It's the analytics of contracts, uh, player acquisition, all of this stuff. And that, that guy has really worked hard, very, very hard um, to, to be the, the forerunner there. Um, but just a, a, one, one, I, I made a note last night, and I was like, man, I got to make sure I, I, I say this to stop. You know what I loved the most about the game last night? How about the fans like cheering like it was a goal when the guys were blocking shots? Like that was so awesome to me. Like it was really, really fun to watch because those guys that lay down in front of those shots uh, don't get a whole lot of recognition. And I thought that was really cool last night. Dallas, we're going to do this again if you're willing, okay? Absolutely. Sam Steele, first NHL goal, uh, playoff goal last night. Edmonton's best. Uh, saw him play in the 12-13 lockout. He and Carter Hart were assured Park, uh, Tyler Benson and uh, James Hamlin and Stuart Skinner were with the Southside Athletic Club. Great stuff, Dallas. Thank you for your time. Yeah. See ya. 12-26 in Edmonton. We're going to tell you uh, the Kessin Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village Edmonton's favorite Tepon Yaki Steak Restaurant. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. Um, we'll come back, get to a couple texts and orders now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cactus Jack texts the show to say uh, a real good interview with Dallas Akins. He was a great guest. And this texter, Zach, says, wow, great interview with Dallas. Always liked him when he was here. Uh, we had nothing to put in front of him at that time. He'll get his chance again soon. I wonder if he moves into, gets a chance maybe uh, sort of in, on the management side of structure but I could see him doing TV for sure. We talk about Brent Ridge Ford and their presence award for customer satisfaction. They've got full transparency, their customer care after the purchase. Another big factor in their success, like any great franchise, is stability. 
Uh, service manager Kevin started back in 98. Sales manager Chris, he's a Calgary Flames fan. He started in 99. Uncle Milt, he's a rookie at Brent Ridge Ford. He's been there 21 years since OT. Uh, 02. I uh, I know from personal experience, the whole Brent Ridge Ford staff is committed to ensuring your customer experience is a positive one. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less. It's 129. Randy Kilburn's up next with a global news weather traffic update. Call and chalk farm update with Bakersfield. They're in Abbotsford. This is Oilers Now.